Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. The final from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, it's the Cleveland Guardians 4, the Kansas City Royals 1. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I want to talk about the actual game on the field, the thing I enjoy, watching baseball being played. And I'm always honest with you morning people, I did not watch one second of this game yesterday. Uh, it was actually it was actually my wedding anniversary, so uh, we were out to a fancy dinner, and uh, I did not see a second of this game. But you know me. I watched the highlights. I, I checked out the box scores. I'm all over StatCast, and uh, I am ready to talk about this baseball game with you because you need a place. Look, this is the this is the first week of Brown season. You are not going to get to talk about baseball on the radio. So podcasts are your only outlet, and I am here to talk about this game with you because it was a solid win by the Guardians. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They're beating up on the Kansas City Royals. They're racking up wins. They're extending their lead in the American League Central Division to a game and a half um, over the Minnesota Twins, who do not play yesterday. They get rained out. Um, they're going to play a doubleheader today. The White Sox lose, so they got a three-game lead over the White Sox now. So keep an eye on that doubleheader uh, between the Twins and Yankees. I mean, the Yankees just own the Minnesota Twins, especially in the playoffs. And uh, I'm sure in the regular season, it's a struggle, too. So I think both of those games are going to be in some form on national television today. So uh, I think Amazon is carrying the first, the day game. Maybe it's a holdover from what they were supposed to carry last night. And then uh, TBS is doing the night game. So if you want to see what's going on with our close division rival, but the team chasing us, you should be able to find those games today. So, uh, yeah, let's get into this Guardians win, because honestly, this was a rock-solid, this was Guardians baseball, rock-solid win. Uh, Bieber going eight innings, being dominant, four hits, one earned run, one walk, seven strikeouts. He does allow a solo home run to Salvador Perez on 99 pitches to get through eight innings. Now, he's hit hard. Don't get me wrong. He's hit hard 11 times. So they were squaring up a few things. But he's still able to pretty much dominate for most of the night. I mean, eight innings, seven strikes. I mean, this is beautiful stuff. Four hits. That's beautiful stuff from Shane Bieber. Uh, Karinczak comes in, actually gets his first save on the season, gives Classe a day off with the 4-1 lead in the ninth inning. So that's your pitching side of things. And then on the hitting side of things, everything was singles. I mean, so many singles on this day. Oscar Gonzalez's double in the eighth inning is the only extra base hit on the entire day. Wait till you see some of these rallies they just put together with single after single after single. That is definitely some Guardians baseball right there. What the Yankees would do with like a big three-run home run, we do with single after single after single after single. So, uh, all right, let's get into the top storylines of the game. And the top storyline has to be Shane Bieber. We're going to go over Shane Bieber's day, but, you know, it kind of makes me wonder. He he has been pitching well. Is he in the conversation for Cy Young? We're going to take a look at some of those numbers there and see where he ranks amongst the rest of the American League starters. Uh, it's good, but it's probably not, you know, to spoil it, it's probably not uh, a Cy Young season for Shane Bieber, but it is pretty good. Uh, he's up there in some categories amongst the rest of the American League starters, so... Uh, in this game, what was he doing? He was throwing a ton of cutters, 
We've seen him use it to the left-handed batters and use the slider to the righties. This time, he literally puts the slider in his pocket, you know, buries the knuckle curve, and then goes, I'm going to throw 41 cutters. 41 cutters, 33 fastballs, four-seam fastballs, 15 knuckle curves, only 10 sliders on the day. For one of his best pitches, he threw it 10 times, and I understand why. Uh, I mean, on six swings, they only whiffed once. They put four in play. He didn't get one for a called strike, and they were hitting it 96.5 miles per hour. Same thing with the knuckle curve. They averaged 102.8 mile per hour exit velocity off that knuckle curve. Now, they only put two in play. They fouled a bunch off, but still only got two whiffs on that knuckle curve. However, the cutter had a 38% whiff rate, nine whiffs on 24 swings. The average exit velocity on the cutter was 84.1, so inducing weak contact when they did put it in play. And, of course, using the four-seam fastball uh, you know, as a called strike pitch to establish the strike zone, 11 called strikes on that. So he carries a 34% CSW on the cutter, a 36% CSW on the four-seam fastball. It's only a 29% CSW total on the day for Shane Bieber. Uh, so yeah, the cutter and the four-seam fastball. And I will tell you that uh, six of the seven strikeouts come via the cutter or the fastball. He uh, he got Salvador Perez with an outside cutter to chase an outside cutter in the sixth inning. He got Hunter Dozier chasing a cutter way off to the glove side uh, in the eighth in the eighth inning. He got Drew Waters looking with a four-seam fastball at the knees. All these pitches are at the knees, by the way. All these are at the bottom of the strike zone. Got Drew Waters looking at a four-seam fastball in the eighth. Got Nick Prado looking at a four-seam fastball. Locked him up in the seventh. Uh, gets uh, In the second inning, gets Drew Waters in the third inning when he strikes out the side looking at a cutter. And then in that same third inning, gets Melendez swinging at a cutter in almost the same spot. Uh, to the arm side for Shane Bieber, pounding that bottom corner with the cutter. And then one knuckle curve, Michael Massey in the third inning, to start off the third inning, uh, swings at that knuckle curve down at the bottom of the zone. Striking out the side in the third inning. He, in fact, didn't get the strikeouts going until the third inning, but ends up striking out the side and then collecting four more as the game goes on. So all of them are coming, almost all of them, one knuckle curve to Massey, but everything else is a fastball or a cutter, at the knees uh, by Shane Bieber. So, yeah, really a good job. And then the balls that were hit, he gives up a single on a knuckle curve uh, right down the middle, uh, hangs one to Ryan O'Hearn. That's after O'Hearn had fouled one off his knee, was limping around. And then, I don't know, something about the injury delay, uh, it, like, took him off, took Bieber off his game, and he ends up hanging a knuckle curve right down the middle in the second inning. Uh, he hits for a single, ropes for a single at 109.5. Uh, and then he gives up singles on slot two sliders that are frankly kind of down the middle. They're at the knees, but they're down the middle to Michael Taylor in the fourth inning. And uh, in the second inning, Michael Taylor got two. I All right, Michael Taylor got both of them. So uh, you see why he kind of stays away from the curve and the slider uh, and sticks with that cutter. And then the thing he does give up is the Salvador Perez solo home run, which, look, this does not happen very often. Perez will hit a home run. Looking at his zones, uh, he has hit two home runs previously from pitches up and away, uh, you know, off the plate away. Uh, so he will extend the strike zone to hit a home run, but he does not 
hit home runs to the opposite field. I'm sorry, this is not a thing he does. He has one down the right field line. He's got another one into right center field. Uh, so two of his, how many home runs does he have this season? 20 home runs. Two of his 20 home runs, now make it three, have gone out to right field. A lot of stuff to center field. Most of it pulled on the left center and left field. Uh, actually, quite a lot to dead center field. But he just, he does not go opposite field like this to hit home runs. It's, it's an outlier for Perez on the season. But he was getting pitched outside all day. They kind of said it on the broadcast. You know, he was expecting outside pitches. It's what Bieber was doing all day to him. And uh, he jumps on a fastball. And he shoots it. He, I mean, he barrels it up, hits it 103.9 miles per hour, and gets it out there to right field. So it's the only run Bieber would give up on the day. It's a very, very good performance from Shane Bieber. I, and, and the velocity was up a little bit. Uh, the velocity on the four-seam fastball, his average velocity was 92.2, and his max velocity was 93.9. So he's up a full mile per hour over his year average velocity there. He's up one full mile per hour and maxes out at just under 94. That's that's actually really nice from Shane Bieber. That makes a big difference uh, off that cutter, which is coming in at 87.7. And if you watch, go back and watch the highlights and watch the swing that MJ Melendez makes, he's way ahead of this thing. He was not ready for that cutter at all. The change in speed definitely throws him off there uh, to strike out to end the third inning. So... That was Shane Bieber's day, a really strong start. Uh, it was nice to see from Bieber. And so where does he rank? Where does he rank among the American League pitchers? So going over to Fangraphs, looking at the qualified starters, and not many starters you know, have enough innings to technically be qualified. We're looking at a group of about 23 starters in the American League. And when it comes to Fangraphs war, sometimes you'll see it as F-war, because uh, baseball reference does calculate it slightly differently. Um, he comes in at fourth in war at 4.0. Uh, Kevin Gossman in Toronto is actually leading the way. He's not talked a lot about in the Cy Young chase right now. Uh, but Gossman is leading the way at 5.2 war. Uh, really being a value to his team. Verlander at 4.8. Otani at 4.4. Bieber at 4.0. The injured McClanahan from Tampa Bay. Is at 3.8, and Dylan Cease, who is also up there in the Cy Young conversation, I've heard mostly Cease and Verlander, uh, is at 3.8 war. Uh, you'll see there's some things that Cease does really well, and there's some things that he really struggles with. And one of them is earned runs. Uh, the earned run battle uh, is between Verlander and Cease, and that's probably why their names get bounced back and forth for uh, the Cy Young Verlander is under two. He's at 1.84 ERA. He's 16. I mean, this doesn't matter. He's 16 and three on the season, though. I mean, what a season from Justin Verlander. Uh, what age? I don't even remember what age he's up to. I mean, he's he's touching 40, isn't he? Um, does it say here 39 years old in six months? Yeah, he's halfway to 40 there. Uh, 39 year old Justin Verlander is absolutely dominating the American League. 16-3 with a 1.84 ERA. Uh, our guy, Bieber, comes in at 8th. He's leading the Guardians. McKenzie's right behind him, 10th in baseball. Bieber is at 8th at 2.96. I mean, a very, very strong ERA right there. Uh, he is in elite category, but comes in at 8th. All right, some of the other things. Fielding independent pitching. FIP. 
Remember, this is the thing that uh, the pitcher can control. Strikeouts, home runs, walks. Uh, Bieber comes in at fifth in baseball. Gossman's actually leading the way at 2.17. Then Otani, McClanahan, Verlander, and then Bieber with Cease on his heels. Uh, although there's a big gap between Bieber and Cease. Cease is at 3.02 because he walks, guys. Wait till you see this. Uh, and Bieber is at 2.88. Speaking, okay, so Cease, the thing he struggles with is walks. He's actually the worst starter in the Amer- qualified American League at 3.69 walks per nine innings. Now, he matches that with 11.37 Ks per nine. So it's really, I mean, Cease is really taking things you know, into his own control. It's either a walk or a strikeout from Cease. He's second in the American League in strikeouts, but he is one of the worst in the American League when it comes to actually walking guys. Now, where does Bieber fall in this? Bieber is sixth best in the American League. Kluber is actually the best. Corey Kluber at Tampa Bay, 10-7 and seven on the season with a 4-0 ERA for, for Kluber in 26 starts. Uh, he's actually the best when it comes to walking, guys. 1.14 walks per nine innings. Bieber comes in at 1.83, sixth best in baseball. And then the Ks, we know the Guardians aren't really striking out hitters like they were striking out hitters uh, in the late 20-teens uh, when, when Kluber was leading the rotation. Bieber comes in at 7th in baseball with McKenzie right on his heels at ninth. Uh, with 9.22 strikeouts per nine. Now, there are some more advanced numbers we can go over. We got to talk whip, uh, walks, hits per innings pitched, because again, Bieber is up there with some of the best in baseball. He checks in at seventh with 1.06. Verlander is the best at this at 0.86. McKenzie actually comes in at third. Tristan McKenzie at 0.96. That's right, Tristan McKenzie has a better whip than Garrett Cole and Alex Manoa and Shohei Otani and Shane Bieber and Dylan Cease. Uh, So yeah, uh, Verlander is leading the way at 0.86 with McClanahan, actually tied with McClanahan, but like we said, McClanahan's hurt. Probably not going to win the Cy Young, missing the second half of the season like he is. Uh, And then I wanted to go to the pitch value to see who had the best pitches Within the American League. And when it comes to fastball, oh my God, Verlander is blowing away the competition at 23.3 weighted value on his fastball. McKenzie is actually second at 16 weighted value on his fastball. Uh, Beavers is not up there. Uh, When it comes to the slider, though, that's where Shane Bieber gets to shine a little bit. He's the third best slider weighted value on his slider in baseball at 12, in the American League, sorry, in the qualified American League at 12.3. The only sliders better is Shohei Otani at 16.1, and then Dylan Cease at 31. Almost doubles these guys when it comes to the value of his slider, and it's it's all slider for Dylan Cease. Uh, He's got a 2.0 weighted value on his fastball and negative values on his curve and change. It is all slider from Dylan Cease. Now, we said Bieber throws a cutter. He threw the cutter a ton in this thing. Well, it turns out he's got one of the more valuable cutters in all of the American League. Uh, at 7.2, he's the third best weighted value on his cutter in the American League. Friend Valdez from Houston is at 8.7. And then Martin Perez in Texas is at 9.6 weighted value on that cutter. 
And then the curveball. We know the curveball has always been one of his best pitches. Bieber comes in at fifth with a 4.1 weighted value. Verlanders is better at 6.5. Valdez is at 7.0. McKenzie's as the second best curveball. Second best fastball, second best curveball in the American League at 9.6. And McClanahan had the best at 11.4. So with him out, McKenzie technically has the best fast, uh, best curveball, sorry, in the American League right now. So that's pretty cool. So that's where Shane Bieber ranks in a lot of categories. Look, I could keep clicking. I could keep going. There is so much data on fan graphs that I could go through. But I think you get a good picture. He's he's near the top of American League starters. Probably not in the Cy Young conversation this year, but he's near the top of American League starters. All right, so what else? Jumping all the way back after that long tangent, jumping all the way back to this baseball game. The other storyline is uh, everybody in the Guardians lineup except for Stephen Kwan. He loses a foot race at the very first at-bat of the game to Chris Bubik to first base. Uh, Bubik, I mean, they could have challenged it, but they didn't. Uh, so Quan actually is held hitless in Kansas City, but everybody else gets a hit, and it is a singles parade. The only extra base goes to Oscar Gonzalez, his double in the eighth inning. In the third inning, they really put together a nice rally, turning the lineup over bottom to top. The bottom of the lineup did the work. The bottom of the lineup absolutely did the work in this one. So Austin Hedges with a one-out walk is going to get things rolling. Straw with a nice single. I believe that was into center field. Quan would line out. Ahmed Rosario would rocket a single into right field at 105.2, which means this slow-footed Hedges can't score from second. He's held at third. We got now a bases-loaded situation with two outs. Jose Ramirez takes a high pitch. Uh, What was this? Uh, and just lines it through the infield gap into uh, into left field. It was a fastball. It was a high fastball at the top of the zone. And, you know, Bubik was leaving things up. He was leaving things up. Everything get, that gets hit by, by Guardians hitters is basically from the belt or above. So he was leaving a lot of pitches up in the zone for guys to hit. Ramirez doing the work uh, early in the count, jumps on this thing, and just shoots it through... Uh, you know, off the left-handed pitcher, so he's hitting from the right side, and he just pulls it through the left side of the infield. A nice job, 106.8 miles per hour. Straw is able to come in from second and score. He is flying around the bases, so a nice two-run single there from Jose Ramirez with the bases loaded with two outs gets the job done. The RBI machine that is Jose Ramirez continues to deliver for the Guardians. So a nice rally there, going bottom to top in the order. In the seventh inning, they wouldn't even need the top of the order. The bottom of the order would get all the work done. After an Owen Miller strikeout, uh, Tyler Freeman with one out. This time, he would win a foot race with Bubik to first base. He would beat it out. Uh, He would ground one to Melendez at first, and he would beat the pitcher to the bag. Uh, A nice headfirst slide a la Andres Jimenez. And uh, he actually knocks Bubik out of the game with that slide, uh, with that infield single. It wouldn't matter, though, because Austin Hedges would come up. He would shoot one through the right side. Freeman goes to third. And then Straw with a single, another flare up the middle. Uh, nice, easy swings for Miles Straw. Really has had a good series against Kansas City here. Two more hits on the day. And he delivers an RBI from the ninth spot in the lineup. The rally would end there. Quan would strike out. And Ahmed Rosario would fly out to end the threat. 
But in the eighth inning, they're able to do it again. A one-out double from Oscar Gonzalez. He actually takes a pitch that's up and in and just pulls it down the left field line. 96.2 mile per hour exit velocity. So he's in with a double. Andres Jimenez would ground out and move him over to third. And then with two outs, Owen Miller would chop one on the infield. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. playing shortstop would charge hard, knows that he has to get rid of it quickly, and almost takes out Sandy Alomar Jr., the first base coach, who is standing up the line, uh, encouraging Miller to run faster. Uh, It would have been a close play if he had put the throw on the money, but he throws it way up the line. We'll never know. It goes as an infield single, though, because Miller... I don't know. Somebody in the scorer's box thought that it was a too tough of a play for Bobby Wood Jr. to expect to get the runner out. So that goes as an RBI single for Owen Miller. And Oscar Gonzalez comes in and scores that insurance run. So singles getting it done on the day. And how dare they throw at Sandy Elmer Jr. He is a civic treasure here in Cleveland. Uh, don't be throwing at Sandy. Uh, one of my favorite players uh, from those 90s guard, from those 90s Indians. Uh, I've gotten so good at correcting myself and saying Guardians that I can't even say 90s Indians. Um, yeah, Sandy Alomar Jr., always one of my favorites from those teams. Uh, the catcher. The catcher is always easy for a fan base to fall in love with, right? He's such the heartbeat of a team sometimes. And, uh, yeah, they got their guy in uh, Kansas City and Salvador Perez. By the way, had himself a pretty good game. Not only does he... Uh, Hit the home run there. He also nails Andres Jimenez trying to steal. Uh, guns him out with a perfect throw from his knees. Uh, and then Andres Jimenez did not have a very good base running day either. So uh, it just compounds on itself. So he's thrown out, stealing second. He's also thrown out, trying to stretch a single into a double. He gets caught in no man's land. Realize he should not have been going, but he's stuck in between the bases. Has to keep going. And he's thrown out at second base. So not a good base running day. For Andres Jimenez. Um, You can see he wasn't involved in either of these rallies. Well, when you're getting thrown out stealing. And he had two hits. But when you're thrown out stealing. And then thrown out trying to stretch a single and a double. You don't get to participate in the rallies. So, uh, yeah. Andres Jimenez. Bad base running day for him. (laughs) It happens. It happens. Sometimes, you you know, these guys are taught to be aggressive. It's gonna happen. All right, But uh, the other side of that was that Salvador Perez had himself a pretty good day. Uh, So, yeah, the Guardians' offense really rolls. I mean, it's impressive to see the bottom of the order able to deliver, uh, you know, in two different rallies like that. So, uh, good job out of them. But MVP on the day is going to our starter, Shane Bieber. Again, the eight innings, the seven strikeouts. Yeah, he was hard hit, but he limited the damage to only four hits. Uh, It was a really, really solid start. Showing off that cutter, which again, he doesn't throw that many times usually. Uh, I don't know if this, you know, it's always hard to tell if numbers have been updated, especially these season-long numbers uh, here. But Shane Bieber, right, you know, as far as uh, baseball savant is concerned, uh, he only throws the cutter 13.9% of the time. I mean, the slider was the pitch he was throwing 30.8% of the time. And he definitely flips the script in this win over Kansas City. So Bieber, for figuring out a good game plan against the Kansas City Royals, for keeping those fastballs and cutters down at the knees for seven strikeouts, you're taking home MVP on the day. He may not be in the running for Cy Young, but on this team, uh, he's been pretty darn good. All right, that's all my thoughts on this one. Again, the final from Kansas City. The Guardians doing the work, 
doing the job, beating the you know one of the bottom teams in our division, four to one Guardians over the Royals. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the finale of this series, and it's going to be an interesting one because Cody Morris is getting another start. So we'll see if he can go a little deeper in this one. He did throw 50 or so pitches, 50, 60 pitches, but he just got really beat up in two innings. We'll see if he can go a little deeper, maybe go four innings in this one, uh, and see what kind of start we get from Cody Morris. You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris. You can email the show at clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on the game. Let me know your thoughts on this September stretch, the playoff run, and we'll discuss them on the show. Also, I'm hosting this podcast on Anchor, so if you go to anchor.fm forward slash Cleveland Baseball Mornings, you can leave a voicemail for the show. We'll play them back on the air, respond to your thoughts, and we'll have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball. So thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. <laughs>